On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Ohio State and North Carolina are winning the co-national <laughs> championship. Folks, it is the Give calendar. The, belt. the calendar has turned to February, and we are in dangerous waters because Tate and I both believe in our teams, and it yep. is very, very scary. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, back in the OSP days, the One Shining Podcast days, when things were going well for us, we had God's plan. And God's mm. plan involved Drake, and it involved good vibes. And I think this year we got Ohio State, Chris Holtman. Coach Holtman is our cop. He is our coach of the mm-hmm. program. All good vibes. Mm-hmm. North Carolina trending up in the very competitive ACC, as you and I Receiving both know. Receiving votes. Receiving <laughs> votes. Three votes, folks. Put them up. Uh, and finally, we have the Drake Bulldogs. Uh, and that is our third piece. When we have Drake going well, there the you podcast go. is All going right. well. So. Yeah, uh, it, is, it is very... Like, I, I, I'm I, facing the jinx head on. Um, <laughs> just that, like... I was Number watching, seven in the country. I was watching us beat Michigan State, and I was mm. like, you know what? I'm not going to tiptoe around it. We're going to the Final Four. I'm going to be very... I haven't gotten into nothing can go wrong territory yet, but that's coming. If we beat Iowa on Thursday, you're going to hear me on the podcast say Mm. nothing could possibly go wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. Fingers crossed. This is bad. Uh, Also, we we killed the Big 12 SEC Challenge picks, didn't we? I mean, should we pat ourselves on that? Like, why were we? Yeah, I think we should. I I was. (laughs) It was one of those times where I was waiting for our our friend CBB on Fox or someone to say, look look at our guys, Titus and Tate. They made these great picks today. Uh, and then eventually it did come out. I mean, you and I, we had Oklahoma. We had the upset. I think upset. That, that was the first game of the day that we got going. I had Iowa State. That was the one pick that we differed on. <laughs> they got absolutely obliterated. So and it bad. was so funny because like, when I picked them, I was like, I, they're going to get obliterated. Yeah, but yeah, it felt but, good in my heart. But yeah, we did great on that. That was we fun. Did, yeah. Uh, who who, who would have thought? Who would have thought that? Uh, yeah, all, all the haters that say we only know ACC and mm, Big Ten mm, suck it. The haters, yeah, this is a bad day for the haters. <sighs> this, if Listen, haters, if you're listening, this is not the podcast for you because yeah. we're, we're loving our teams yes we're also flexing on how we know more about the big 12 and sec than you do oh uh, we're also going to do good guy bad guys we always do on tuesday i'm excited for this mm-hmm. we got we got a lot of good picks coming up and this. tony guy we got a special tony, guest we, for we tony have a guy. special guest for tony uh speaking of jinxes we're going to talk <laughs> about a a very big jinx so all of that is coming up but first woody durham it takes the time out All right, before we get into it, Tate, uh, it is February, and I'm getting a little emotional because mm. we are officially less than six weeks away from Selection Sunday, and I don't need to tell our listeners we did not have a Selection Sunday last year. We didn't. We, people forget that. We didn't have a tournament last year, but we also didn't have the Selection Sunday. So mm-hmm. it, that's part of it is like, like Selection Sunday is like Christmas Eve, and then the tournament is Christmas. Yep. We didn't even get to Christmas Eve. We didn't even get to Christmas season. We weren't even like baking cookies with the family and – you know, sitting around the and fire. And you say that we, I got none of that this year because I didn't yeah. go home to North Carolina for actual Christmas and the Christmas well, season. So that yeah. that was the year. That was 2020. We were we were all waiting for our Christmas. It has been a very long wait. And mm. I, I woke up this morning. I saw my calendar said February 1st. Rabbit, I, rabbit. I, I started getting, I was like, oh my God, it's happening in six weeks. So I just wanted to say uh, thank you to all of the people that have stuck with us, the people that the listener, the friends of the program. We we are we are thriving. We have this great new desk, this great new studio. <laughs> we have we've had the best month. Like mm-hmm. the, the the past month of the show is the best month we have ever had. 
Um, it is the, the show is doing as well as it's ever done, and 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 all the iterations that we've ever done, and like all the the numbers and whatever. <laughs> I watched the uh, the Big Short last night, and like I just like <laughs> yeah. I got obsessed, like because I you know because I'm a basic bitch, and I yeah you yeah know, like the news is going on, so I was like oh I'll, I'll know about stocks. Let me watch the Big Short, and then I just kind of got obsessed with like mm -hmm. staring at a spreadsheet and pretending like I'm something. Is that what you read? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was me like looking at our podcast numbers, and I'm just like staring at them, and I'm like hmm yes, do not short. <laughs> Titus and Tate, we're uh, take us to the moon. So, uh, anyway, I wanted to open show with that. Thank you to everyone listening because people, you know, people stop me all the time. I'm walking around in LA and I get stopped, and people are like, Hey, Titus, and I'm like, Yeah, what's up, man? And they'll say, Why do you do it? <laughs> you know, like you, you, you put your heart and soul and you, and you, you sit down at the, the microphone and, yep. and you're at your nice new desk. Yeah, that's your what they nice say. New desk. Why do you is it the fame? <laughs> is it the money? Uh. Is it the women that throw themselves at you? <laughs> Every single day you're out here in LA. Is yes. It, and I look him in the eye and I say, none of those things. Mm -hmm. It's our listeners, man. It's the friends of the program. That's why I do it. Uh, that's why I always do it. But all the other things are nice. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, anyway. <laughs> and it's for the fun. And I think uh, you mentioned it. Last year in March, we were, you know, basically ramping up to be, yeah. you know, this was our first time we we're going to have Fox yeah. Sports behind us. We we're going to do full March Madness. We were very excited. We were, we were basically ready to launch. And then all of it got taken away, stripped from us. We already know the drama of the entire year and what we've been dealing with and the saga of a pandemic. We all know that. But now we have yeah. a hope of a March Madness. It's going to be in Indiana. We have college basketball ramping up. We almost so even excited. had Houston schedule a game with Gonzaga just because they could. Just because The could, number yeah. one team, the number five team, almost met in Salt Lake City to play just because they could. Now let's get to the what we really want to talk about, which is the one of the worst basketball games, one of the worst close <laughs> basketball games I've ever seen. We, yes. we just got done watching Texas Tech, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we record these like the night before or whatever, so it's Monday night as we're recording this the first. Uh, the number nine like, team in the country, yeah. the number 13 team in the country. It, on paper, I guess if you don't watch the game, a second of the game, which like hopefully most of you didn't, um, mm -hmm. you you look at it and you're like, oh, that was probably pretty good. It was two really good Defensive teams. Battle. Defensive battle. Defensive <laughs> battle. It was... Ugh. I, I don't really want to talk much about it because mm -hmm. uh, Mac McClung had four points all at the free throw line, right? Is that that's correct? Yes. He didn't score in the first half. Um, it was it was really really bad. And on the heels of Oklahoma, it, it, Oklahoma Alabama game was sort of the same thing. It was like, man, this is bad. Bad. The Oklahoma doesn't have their best player. Their leading scorer, leading yep, Austin Reeves. Reeves. Yep. Uh, so there is that. But uh, woof. I just I, I I was all fired up to like talk about this game and then I watched it and I was like I don't think we really need to spend a lot of time talking about this. Yeah, it uh, it almost feels like Oklahoma eventually they get up to number 9 like I said in the AP poll. They had obviously had this great streak, but then you could, you know, you could poke holes in some of those games, obviously yeah. the Texas game and things like that. But they they were resume building wins. They kind of have climbed up as high as I think that they will get this season. Then they play Texas Tech and Texas Tech is a very tough team. And uh, Fran Fraschilla said this, you know, during the broadcast and we kind of joked about it, but he said if you're Texas Tech, you're happy that you win this game because obviously Mac McClung scores four points, no field goals, and you're able to grit out you know, a win or gut out a win, and that's exactly what Chris Beard does. So it's good news for Texas Tech. I think if you're an Oklahoma fan, I don't think you're discouraged, obviously, by losing this game. I think that you understand that there was going to be a return to the mean at some point. And yeah, yes, yeah. it was great that I we mean, got... I mean, Oklahoma, they, they, they came off three straight top ten wins. Yep, exactly. Kansas, Texas, <laughs> and uh, uh, Alabama. Yep. And then coming in this game, Texas Tech is ranked what, like thirteenth? But they're a they're a top ten team, even though mm -hmm. they're ranked thirteenth. They they are a team that's capable. Every they'll probably be top ten next week. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a gauntlet for Oklahoma. And they've they've showed that they belong, and that, all that's good. But number nine seemed pretty high. I had this high. thought. Yeah. I had this thought though about Oklahoma because uh, as they were. 
here's my thought. So we all know it's Baylor and Gonzaga and then kind of everyone else. That's mm-hmm. where we've arrived in the, the, the big picture landscape of college basketball. Um, and it feels like because uh, because we those two are inevitable, and and I don't know if it, if it's inevitable they're going to meet in the title game, but it certainly it feels like the NCAA tournament. Like people aren't going to the madness isn't going to start until both of them are out, mm-hmm. and then everyone's going to be like, oh my god, now it's happening. But yep. until like Baylor and Gonzaga lose, uh, the madness isn't going to start. So what I feel like is happening in college basketball is we are trying to figure out who I don't know if it's the third best team or like the hottest team that's mm-hmm. not Gonzaga or Baylor. Mm-hmm. And and it reminds me they're of, de facto's. They're there. We know that they're there. They're at the it, top it, tier. What you're you're saying that yeah. we have to crown someone else besides them. Because that's boring. Like yep. to just say and, and it reminds me of when I used to watch wrestling and I was obsessed with wrestling and then I fallen off in the last few years. But uh Did you see Bad Bunny the other night? <laughs> I, I, I did see that. Boy, I've really fallen <laughs> off. <laughs> but uh, wrestling, the way it was always structured when when I was in it was uh, there was they they had a belt for Raw, like yep. the, the title, the WWE title belt. Mm-hmm. Then they had the World Heavyweight Championship, which is on SmackDown. And then those two guys, like whoever had the belts, was like John Cena and like say Batista or something. And like those guys would never lose the belt unless it was like like once every five years yeah. at WrestleMania yep. they would get upset and they would lose the belt. But they had they kept the belt because uh, you can't just pass that thing around. Mm-hmm. If you pass that around, mm-hmm. then it loses its value and it loses it, it diminishes how strong John Cena whatever. So. What happens with wrestling is they come up with the intercontinental belt, and the intercontinental belt becomes like the the lower tier belt. But that, that we one get, get something to celebrate, around. yeah, yeah. And, and like the writers will find ways to like like sometimes a guy will lose the belt on a random Monday Night Raw, and you're like, oh my god, whoa, did you see that? Whatever, <laughs> yeah. And that's the that's the analogy that comes to mind with what's happening in college basketball is that there's this intercontinental title belt that I feel like Texas was initially and Texas initially had it with the Maui Bump. Yes, yes. They beat North Carolina. It's mm-hmm. like Texas is it's still Baylor and Gonzaga. But like, let's keep an eye on Texas, mm-hmm. and then Michigan kind of took it from Texas at some point. Yep, yep. And then Alabama took it from Michigan. Maybe Florida State had a run in there somewhere, but like Alabama very clearly had it. Then Oklahoma beats Alabama, and it's like, man, Oklahoma is now the hot team. They they have four top ten wins on the season, three mm-hmm. in a row. And I guess the point I want to make, Tate, is who has it now? Because Oklahoma just lost. Like they're they're. <clears throat> The Boomer Sooner wagon's kind of running out of steam a little bit, but they're still going to be good. But it's like the answer. The answer is Drake, and <laughs> uh, and I think you know a lot of people right now they're saying, well, wait a minute, how can it be Drake? And it, it has to be Drake. Drake mm. just got ranked in the AP poll for the first time this year. They are seventeen and zero, and they had a little scare, you know, and they're in not their last game, but the game before the last. And you know, a lot of people are watching this game and saying, I don't know about the Bulldogs. They're going to have a loss eventually, but then tonight. Uh, uh, the night Monday night that we're recording right now, they scored 95 points. Their first game as a ranked team since 2008. They basically just blow it out. You could see the confidence, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a lot of times you would expect this team gets put in the AP top 25 and they blow it. But instead, they seem fired up. Uh, they seem ready. We've got 360 dunks happening in this game. Um, I don't know. I think Drake right now, 17 and 0, AP top 25 team. I'm not saying that you know the the wheels are going to come off at some point, but right now let's just give them the intercontinental. They get the intercontinental. Yeah, for like at least a couple days, right? right. They they deserve it at some point. Who right now people are turning their eyes towards Drake. Seventeen and zero is impressive. I will say Ohio State is the other team. Thank you. I I I wanted to say that, but if they beat Iowa, they have the belt. Thank you. So right now Drake has the belt. Ohio State could be up next. Bless you, Tate. I wanted to say it, but I couldn't be the one to say it. (laughs) I'm I'm glad you did, dude. We we are good. We are going to the final four. There's it's. Oof. Prove me wrong. 
I mean, the fact that they are playing Iowa and they're ranked above Iowa, if you had told me at any point and, in the season that would be the case, I would have been pretty I, shocked. Yeah. And I would have more thought that Iowa had fallen off now that Ohio State had climbed up so high. For all the Purdue fans listening, saying, how can you be so high on Ohio State <laughs> when we swept you? Now, Say it. Listen, Say it. EJ Liddell didn't play in the first mm-hmm. game in Mackey, which, nice. like, I don't know. He's our leading facts. scorer and our leading rebounder. Yeah, Does that matter? <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the second game, when Ivy hits the, the, the game winner, mm-hmm. like, get that out of my face because – C.J. Walker wasn't even playing in that game. Our starting point guard, who actually doesn't even start now, which is why I'm so high on this team, Tate. We mm-hmm. have a starting point guard who does not start. And if name he another, was, name another program that does that. I mean, <laughs> if C.J. was on a lot of, I mean, obviously, if he was even on Florida State, he started on the Elite Eight team yeah. of Florida State. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Our starting point guard doesn't start. What about you? That's mm. what I would say to the mm. rest of America. <laughs> Let's get the good guys, bad guys. Uh, your your pick for good guy of the week this week. Good guy of the week for me is pretty simple. Uh, I think he is a guy that we have uh, all watched succeed. He is someone on this program that we call Mr. March. Mm. But boy, it is not March. It is unfortunately February, and he is struggling. He is a man that came up as you uh, called him out on. He even agreed to this at one point. Manufacture diversity. This is what my good guy of the week does, Tom Mm -hmm. Izzo. Um, And this year... He did not manufacture any adversity. The adversity came. Uh, what happens it, when the adversity manufactures you? That's yes. what I would say. Wow, wow. What if That's I told I you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, after the game, Tom Izzo uh, says, my star has got to play better. Um, you know, he gives a million different excuses as to why they are not playing better. You Who's know, the he, star? I mean, Aaron Henry is who he oh, keeps okay. talking about. Right. And he's yeah, like, that's he's, like he's like, follow up coach. Who's the, who's the star on this team? It's not Foster Lawyer. And uh, <laughs> he's a hardworking kid. But regardless, Michigan State, uh, they just seem, um, they just seem just absolutely Out of just sorts, flat. would you say? They seem would, flat. Would you say out of sorts? I would say would out you, of would sorts. Would you go there? Would you take uh, it there? But good guy of the week. Okay. I mean, Tom Izzo tried to defend his guys. He did not throw them under the bus like another coach will bring up later. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh, uh, he's a good guy of the week because he's trying to figure it out. You see in that picture, he's just absolutely devastated. And uh, this is not a good year for for the Blue Bloods, unless you're Carolina. But if you're another, well, no, blue blood, I, I think that's what's that's Carolina's problem is all the other Blue Bloods suck. And yeah, that's we're become getting the lumped narrative. in. Yeah, you're getting lumped in. It's yeah. not fair. Yeah, UCLA is like they, they've never been happier to not be considered a Blue Blood. Yes, yes. They're like we're, finally free. We're, t- we're finally free from that. <laughs> Number twenty one in the suckage. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that Rocket Watts? Uh, he started, Rocket, by the way. Rocket, we got to figure this out, man. Yeah. Like, we got to – I need Rocket Watts to be good. Like, the the fact that this man's name is Rocket Watts, that mm-hmm. is – we can't let a name like that go to waste. Mm-hmm. If I told you that Rocket Watts was the starting point guard at Michigan State, you'd be like, that guy is an All-American. He has to be. Yeah. Cassius Winston. Yeah. Mateen Cleaves, Tate. These are mm-hmm. na- like the you know like we obviously know that those guys were good, so we look back on it. We're like, oh, they they had cool names, by the way. I don't think that I think these you were like preordained. When you have a name like Cassius Winston, you're preordained to be great. When you have a name like Mateen Cleaves, how many other Mateens have you heard of? And like a Cleaves, like yeah. that's such a cool. Mm. It just rolls off the tongue. It's great. Rocket Watts is better than both of them name wise. Rocket Watch is an unbelievable name. If you're playing a video game and you see a recruit named Rocket Watch, you're doing everything you and you mm. don't get him, you reset the game and you try again and you try to get you you get that guy on your team. Yeah, you turn off the Xbox yeah. and you turn it back on and you say, Can I get Rocket Watts? I will what say What a name. And he's not and he, he's like <sighs> They need a point guard. You yeah. talk about the Ohio State has Jack too Hoiberg. many point guards. Jack uh, Hoiber. <laughs> I mean he I mean, right now, I mean Rocket Watts is supposed to be the guy. Uh Tom Izzo called him an enigma after yeah. the game. They're they're trying to figure out how to 
figure it out. And this is just not the year for these guys, not the year for Michigan State. Um, if they well, don't... we say that every year. Is Michigan State <laughs> going to figure it out? They're probably going to no, win the Big gonna Ten be. tournament. Yeah, they're going to. They're <laughs> now, if we could just piece it together and go on this run here, we'll be all right. Yeah, uh, it's been a rough go. Yeah, for, good for guy of the week, though. I feel like it was about time that Tom Izzo was on this list. That's... And we've had a lot of Michigan. We have, uh, for people at home that don't know, we have a lot of Michigan State people that are close uh-huh. to us in our lives that reach out to us and say, we do, yeah. what's going on? Our boss that? is one of them. Yes, yeah. our boss is one of them. And uh, he probably is very upset that Foster Lawyer has got this many mentions on this podcast mm-hmm. but we have to keep bringing them up <laughs> uh all right my good guy of the week is a guy mm. who uh has become synonymous with this category with this label uh he's he's very much in the running for good guy of the year he was a, he was a preseason duffy winner wasn't he oh, did, yes. did, did we give him the duffy for preseason i think good so. guy coach of the year i can't I remember so. uh my pick is jim christian mm-hmm. of boston college um <sighs> and here's why so News broke today that Boston College had four scholarship players available, available yep. for their game against Florida State on Tuesday night. Four. Now, if that if that seems if you can't tell whether that's a you lot, you need five not a to lot, start a game. You need five to start a game. <laughs> they had four. Yeah. So Jim Christian, Colin Sexton, one time beat a team with just three. <laughs> Did they win? I think they, they lost, they but, lost he, but, but he but he played he, really it well. Like, it doesn't matter. Rewrite history. <laughs> it was Minnesota, right? I think it was so. Alabama, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, they they came back. Like he was balling out. Yeah, that was a great game. Um, so Boston <laughs> College only has four scholarship players. Jim Christian says we're gonna fill out the rest of our roster mm-hmm. with like basically four other walk-on scout team guys. Um, and they so they only had eight available. So even even if you're playing a game with eight, like that feels dicey. It could go like, what if a guy rolls his ankle? What yeah, if a guy gets foul in foul out. trouble? Yeah. Uh, just having eight players under any circumstances is is kind of scary and not you know not like actually scary but you know what I'm saying. Uh, so but but to have meanwhile only, if you have eight guys in pickup you're like I just yeah just go home. yeah I should just go home. I'm never getting in this game. Uh, only four are on scholarship. Uh, and and Boston College if mm. they had their full roster if they were if everything was fine they would still get their asses kicked by Florida State and this this was setting up to be an absolute bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Um. Jim Christian gets asked about it. They're like, Jim, what's going on? And he says, his quote was, our administration made the decision that the game needs to be played. They know how I feel about it. But once the decision was made, my job is to just get these guys ready. So he he did all he could, apparently. The administration said, throw them to the, let them eat cake. Yep. <laughs> throw them to the yep. wolves. Mm-hmm. He, he, they, did, uh, they did what Roy did at Florida State, by the way, that mm-hmm. one time when he threw the walk-ons in and then got his team off the floor. And then yeah. they got, then the crowd stormed, <laughs> stormed the court and all the walk What year was that, 2011? <laughs> And all the all the North Carolina walk-ons are like, "What the hell, Roy?" He's just like, "Toodles." He's like, "Yeah, we're going to the locker room." Toodle. <laughs> uh, so that's that's what that the administration was player did. safety move. Player by the safety. Way. Yeah, he was ahead of the curve. Yeah, of course. And the interest and in well of our players. Also, first day on the job for the new ACC commissioner today. Jim's, yeah. Jim Phillips comes from Northwestern. They they plug and play on the job. John Swafford, you know, over the weekend mm-hmm. he retires. You know, we say our goodbyes. Jim Phillips comes in and first day on the job, they're like. What do you want to do about this Boston College situation? And uh, he's like, let him play. Let him play. That's what we do, baby. So I like to see that. ACC. ACC. Uh, so, but uh, uh, right before we sat down to record the podcast, though, we saw that the game has, in fact, been postponed. So we're like, ah, oh, Jim Christian must have like yes. really went to bat. Yes. He must have called. The administration finally stepped yeah, up. Finally, he, he, he went to bat and said, this is not going to happen. As it turns out, no. The reason the game is postponed is because Florida State has COVID issues. <laughs> It was all Florida State. Boston College's COVID yeah. issues don't matter. Yeah, no, Florida no. State's was like, all right, let's shut it all down. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they, they, they can't waste this game on these guys. So uh, 
My, but my good guy, it, the, the, the logic still plays. Jim Christian went to bat for his guys. Uh, they were going to get slaughtered. He said, I want to do a good guy move. Uh, mm. This is this is an absolute nightmare for me. I, I won't speak for all walk-ons. I'll speak for myself as a former walk-on. You put me in this position. I am... I, I'm not even joking. I think I'm trying to test positive. For, I'm tr- I, I'm doing whatever it takes to get out of this. I, mm-hmm. I want no part of playing. I, I mean, there is a, there is a uh, you know, it's one thing if you're going to play at Iowa, right? And you're like, you know what? I could probably match up with you know, <laughs> yeah, Wise yeah. Camp or something. But like, I could Garbo you're, Hannah. Yeah. you're playing Florida State. Yeah. You know, like this is the, the longest, <laughs> most athletic <laughs> team in the ACC. <laughs> Coach, I'm guarding who? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's talk bad guys. Who is your pick for bad guy of the week? Bad guy of the week for me is a guy that I think is wrongfully tabbed in the bad guy category, uh, you know, in the teed up OSP Titus and Tate universe. But it's because, you know, the NCAA came a knocking and mm-hmm. he had to answer the bell and uh, he made some people answer some phone calls that he shouldn't have. And of course, I'm talking about Kelvin Sampson. Mm. Um, you know, we like to put the drop, you know, Sampson. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, from half baked here when we talk about Kelvin Sampson. But the real bad guy move that he did, um, obviously. They're number five in the country. You know, look at this guy. He's the best. Uh, they just blew out SMU. Who's oh, Jordan early... School. I forget about that. Well, and this is the bad guy move because I think a lot of people in college basketball, you know, in sports in general, we want to find moments, you know, whether – I feel like every single person in football this week has brought up Randy Moss. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I loved when I was growing up and I'd watch Randy Moss play football. And it's like every receiver that he's interviewed or talked to about the Super Bowl. Houston basketball, when you think of Houston basketball, we all think of five slam a jam, obviously. You know, that is mm-hmm. that is the moniker. That is the moment. And Jordan Brand and Houston have announced their own – Buy Slamma Jamma product line that is coming out. And uh, number five in the country, probably one of the deepest teams in the country as far as talent. And uh, like they have guys come off the bench and, you know, put up 21 points. You're like, who is that guy? They had the the AAC preseason player of the year, Caleb Mills, transfer to Florida State because he had guys that were basically beating him out. And now they introduce their own Jordan line that is Phi Slamma Jamma. We know how Phi Slamma Jamma ended, folks. We know that NC State. You know, an air ball leads to a national championship. Jimmy V, one of the greatest moments, you know, in college basketball history. But we know the talent that Houston had, and I feel like there has to be a redemption arc here. So this year, the bad guy move is to pull up uh-huh. the nostalgia. The bad guy move is to make money on this gear. And the ultimate bad guy move is to win a title. This, Kelvin Sampson. Can I, can I just say how genius it is, and definitely not coincidence whatsoever, that Michael Jordan has found a way to get his logo on Patrick Ewing. Everything like it, like it, it, this is this is this is very concentrated. What he's yes, doing. of course. Georgetown, he he goes after Houston, which gets Hakeem, who won the two titles when he stepped away to play baseball. Yep. Manifest us, and he's like, no, screw you, Hakeem. Your mm-hmm. your school, your your. I own you. Now. Yes, Clyde, the the guy that that Portland mm-hmm. didn't draft me mm-hmm. because they thought you were me. Yeah, I own you. Yeah. My bad guy of the week is Sister Jean. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I didn't tell you. I, was gonna, oh. I didn't tell you. you, you didn't Is it because of the AP votes? Look at her. She Look got, at her. She got 52 AP votes. Well, I'm going to tell you why Carolina she got 52 got three. AP votes. Uh, Loyola Chicago, you're sitting down. Yeah. I, I need you to, to mm-hmm. brace yourself for this because um, you are going to fall out of your chair. Buckle up. Am I going to do Jim Beheim this? The Loyola Chicago Ramblers mm. on Kenneth Pomeroy's college basketball ranking <sighs> algorithm standings. Mm. Now, this isn't this isn't adjusted tempo. This isn't mm-hmm. this isn't luck rankings. These are like the 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 algorithm. Yes, this is the the Kim Palm rankings. The ranking. Yes, yes. the ranking. Yes. I, I just want to make that clear. The Loyola Ramblers 
are number 12 as of this recording. 12th, Tate. The Loyola Ramblers, a team whose best win was probably tonight when they beat Missouri State. Now, granted, they won by mm. a lot, but they, they, they beat Missouri State. They, they've beaten Bradley. Those are like their best wins. Mm. They've not beaten an NCAA tournament team all season. They are 14-3, and three, I believe, 15-3, and three, something like that. They've lost to Indiana State by five points. They lost to Wisconsin by double digits. Yeah. They lost to Richmond. Those are their three losses. Uh, they have no wins. To, to Duke has better wins than they do. Duke has no good wins. Mm-hmm. Um I just got to note, they've, they've fallen to 13th. I guess if I, I'm going to keep talking. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna just fall. keep going down. <laughs> Ken Pop's listening in. He's like, oh, that's a good point. I got to fix the algorithm. Uh, oh, man. So I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out how the hell this is possible. How, uh, you know, Loyola, so you're saying to yourself, maybe the Missouri Valley is highly valued because, mm-hmm. you know, Loyola plays in the Missouri Valley. I mean, Drake. Valley. Well, there's there's the point, Tate. Drake, when I looked it up again, this is a fluid thing. I don't know. Games are going on as we're recording. Some teams are jumping up. Last The last I checked, uh, okay, I got the, I just got the note. Drake is <laughs> Drake has gone up 11 too because they won big. They mm. they were 61st though this morning. They mm. are now 51st. So my point is Drake is now playing sort of the same teams that Loyola is playing. They're both beating the hell out of each other. I think they play each other obviously coming up. Um, they've not played each other yet. But why is Loyola so high and Drake is not when they are 16 and 0, 17 and 0? I've lost track at this point. 17. 17 now. Yeah. They're 17 and 0. Loyola is not. And Loyola is they are they are ranked higher than literally the entire Pac-12 on Kimpom. There's not a Pac-12 team. <laughs> Loyola, if Loyola was in the Pac-12, Kimpom is saying they are the best Pac-12. There's your Pac-12 update. The Loyola Ramblers are the best team in the Pac-12. They are they are higher than Florida State. They are higher than basically the whole ACC except Virginia and Florida State, How? Or, or, or How? just Virginia actually. I don't know. So I my, the only thing that makes sense to me is Sister Jean is. Pulling some strings. That, that's got. There's got to be something going on. She's How dropping a bag her? to Ken Palm. Yeah. She, she's she's infiltrated the algorithm. I don't understand how this is going on. I my apologies to Loyola fans who are listening. They're like, we're really good. Like I'm sure you are. I'll watch is Sister Jean. Like, I'll watch your final is four. Is a virus here, but, in the yeah. Ken Palm system right now? <laughs> yeah, she's hacked the system, dude. <laughs> she's hacked the system. That's the only thing that. Yeah. She's, she's 101 years old, folks. She uh, not stopping. This is this is current events. Titus trying to uh, did she short the? <laughs> that was bad. Um, <laughs> no, they 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 also have like the sixth best defense on Kim Pom. So that that's the reason that's, why Kim Pom why. loves them is because their defense is awesome. That's why. So according to Kim Pom, he's saying that that Loyola's defense is better than Michigan and Alabama and mm. Texas and Texas Tech. Would you would you rather? You need a stop at the end of a game, Tate, and you can pick. You can handpick what defense is getting that stop for you. Are you taking the Texas Longhorns or the Loyola Fighting Ramblers? <laughs> um, let me think about that. <laughs> yeah. No disrespect, obviously. Obviously, what what I mean, I guess, is like I don't. I'm not mad at it. I'm just confused. <laughs> I'm, I'm not upset. Mad. I'm not like upset. I'm just I'm confused. Beaver's <laughs> uses. You have a rivalry with Sister yeah. Jean. So. It's been going for a long uh, time. That is my bad guy of the week. But congratulations to the uh, Loyola. Is this the high point of Loyola's program? Probably, or would you? Oh, the the Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the Final Four, probably but also four. could be this. I forgot they went to the Final Four. That's right. Sister Jean. They technically <laughs> Sister Jean technically never saw him lose because people forget she wheeled herself out yeah, of the ring. She left. She's <laughs> she a, she left was a sore loser. People talk about Coach K. Ridiculous. She was ahead of the curve. She hit the. Uh, we should reassess whether we should. Be playing she hit the panic button. Got out of there. <laughs> should we play? <laughs> We're gonna take a break. Come back, do Tony guy and Cal's guy. 
quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Good Life. Good Life makes high-quality essentials for modern living and believes the quality and fit of their T-shirts is unmatched, providing a fresh twist on some of style's greatest hits. All of their core products have been made in California at the same L.A. factory since they were founded six years ago. Their core fabrics are uniquely designed to provide the perfect T-shirt for everyone. Try the Supuma fabric for pure softness. The What's that word? Supima? Supima? <laughs> I, don't know. I have no I don't idea. Know if you're right or not. I, I always just try to like say it as quickly as possible so that no one who actually knows I called, knows. I called you out. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's uh, it was something that Bill Simmons taught me a long time ago. You just, just, just read through right it. Through. Yeah, no one cares. Uh, for pure softness, uh, the tri blend for workout friendly tea or the slub cotton for a slightly heavier feel. Mm-hmm. All are made to help you look and feel your best. Good Life America's premium t shirt. I have a Good Life shirt on I, right now. It feels amazing. I love Good Life for real. Though. Really? It's great. Uh, what What's the term? Uh, uh, leisure wear, athleisure. Athleisure. Yes. Yeah. I throw it on. You, 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 you're like, hey, I'm gonna work out today. I'm gonna get to it eventually. So yeah. you throw on some good life. And then you're and sitting you sit on, on the couch. couch you never you're, great. you're like, I've never looked you better on my couch. Thank That's God. what good life's great for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to goodlifeclothing.com to take 20 percent off your entire order with promo code Titus at checkout. That of course is promo code Titus. Goodlifeclothing.com. 20 percent off promo code Titus. And we're also brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. The 55th big game is this weekend, 55. A game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. I know what big game they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe that it's the 55th game. To finish off the football season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players a no-brainer of an offer. To celebrate football's finale, DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. That's right. All it takes is for one touchdown to be scored Sunday night, and boom, your money is doubled. Sounds like a no-brainer. To me, as if this game wasn't enough reason to party with double the cash you'll be celebrating till next season. Don't forget about DraftKings Big Game Prediction Challenge with up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs and instant prizes for everyone who enters the contest. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion. I'm going to say that again. Over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Or or seven GameStop stocks, am I right? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Bank. Uh, <laughs> download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Tate to get a shot at doubling your money. If a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game, that's promo code Tate to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night's season finale. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Colorado, call 1-800-522-4700. Back to the podcast. All right, Tate, Tony Guy update. Yep. Uh, so, <sighs> oof. It was a tough one. It was a tough one, Titus. Yeah. The, Vir- the Virginia Cavaliers, who I was uh, carrying water for, I, <clears throat> we, we had the debate on the mm. last show going into mm. the weekend, uh, who was the best team in the ACC. That, I, this is going to be a continuous thing, I think, for the mm. remainder of the season. Uh, you, you say Florida State. Others are saying Florida State. I said Virginia. It turns out Florida State lost to Yeah, Florida Josh Pastner well. is yeah, probably so the right answer, yeah. It, it was there for the taking for Virginia. They were up by 10 at Virginia Tech against their rivals in Blacksburg. Mm. And a nineteen to nothing run happened. Yes, yes, nineteen to nothing. It was <clears throat> the the score was forty four or forty seven to forty four. Virginia was up with eight minutes left, which a three point lead with eight minutes left to Virginia. I don't know what the probability said, but I've watched a lot of Virginia basketball. A three point lead with eight minutes is like they are the boa constrictor. Yeah, they're, they're tra- slowly. Tightly. Yeah, about yeah. To, and there's like it's about to be over. You're you're on the other side. Mm-hmm. You think like we're still in this. We're only down one possession. There's eight minutes left, and Virginia's like you're really down ten. You dumb you bitch. Like, you have yeah. no chance whatsoever. 
And then this time the script got flipped and Virginia Tech goes on a 19-0 run and Kevin Aluma has 29 points. And mm. uh, five minutes of game time pass and you look up and it's 63-47 Virginia Tech and they win. And Virginia Tech, Virginia scored in the final eight minutes four points. Two of those came on free throws with 11 seconds left. It was baffling. So mm. uh, there's mm. your Tony guy update. Tony Bennett had one word for this after the game. They asked him, what happened, Tony? What happened in this game? How do you lose? How do you let Virginia Tech own the state? They, they said after the game that they are the two up two down legends it is our state this is what we do <laughs> virginia basketball is not a thing of beauty anymore mm. uh tony bennett said it was finesse yeah he came up with his own word to describe the effort from his team finesse uh and is basically he trying said, to recruit rob finesse from it, indiana is, I, is, is this tampering it, i believe it could be <laughs> it could be at this point but uh finesse. that is the word he used finesse so not strategery uh, but finesse so if 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 you were watching the game, you might have been scratching your head, like, "What the hell happened to Virginia?" Like they looked like they had it in the bag, and they they let it all fall apart. But mm-hmm. uh, we know what happened, Tate. Our our friend Charlotte Wilder, who we I, I host a podcast with Charlotte called yes. the People Sport Quick Plug People mm-hmm. Sports Podcast. Mm-hmm. Listen, to, we we do one a week. We have a lot of fun doing it. Please uh please listen if you want. Um, on that on an episode of the People Sports Podcast, we had you come on. We we decided we needed to figure out what college basketball team Charlotte should, should cheer for. Mm-hmm. She picked Villanova. We were wrapping up the show. and then, I refused to let that happen. Yeah. And I said, Charlotte, please. Please, and Charlotte. She, she ended up picking Virginia, and so she's been mm-hmm. on the Virginia bandwagon for, for this season. And, oh, I don't know. At some point during the game, she tweeted something that was basically like, Virginia Tech, more like Virginia technically better or so i think that might have been verbatim what she said like it was it was mm. in charlotte in the only way charlotte can <laughs> it was corny as hell and stupid but it was basically she was saying suck at virginia tech i'm a virginia fan suck at virginia tech <laughs> and i'm pretty sure from that moment on yeah. that's what triggered 21 the to 4 run, run <laughs> yeah, for the Hokies. Yeah. so uh we have her on the show right now charlotte <laughs> we have charlotte uh we have tate we have charlotte so hard. I got muted before, and now here I am. And yes, okay. First of all, the, yeah, it's a little corny, but it, you know, it's a good dad joke. So um, thank you, Mark. Yeah, the dad's I'm at home. Defend that one. <laughs> Tony um, Bennett loved it. Tony Bennett loved it. He, here's the thing, though. I have a case to make that it's not my fault. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. You take, hear me out. This is, this is great. This is, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is great because this is this is setting up for what we love. Is I take full responsibility, but it's yeah. not my plausible fault. deniability. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's yeah. our okay, favorite okay, ability okay. on this so, show. <laughs> right, right, right. So first of all, Mark said he was like, "There's a big game this weekend. You mm. have to watch it." And I was like, "Okay, yes, totally." Nice I work, am, I am get her. on yeah. the bandwagon. I fell off the bandwagon like just a little bit, but then I was like firmly on it and mark texted me on saturday and was like hey by the way the virginia game is on and i was like i know but i had totally forgotten so i turn it off and they're just absolutely crushing it and i'm thrilled and you know i was like how has no one made a virginia technically better joke yet i this is entirely my lane and then um everything it was like the most complete collapse that i did you check before you tweeted technically better virginia technically better did you google any other technically better did you search twitter to make sure no one else yeah yeah yeah. this before oh no okay well that's even better that makes it better okay good no Uh, does it make it better does it make it worse i I think it does make it better because then you're just like i'm shooting from the hip so charlotte what is your what is your message to uh wahoo nation or do you take responsibility (laughs) for the 19 run it was it was one of the most obvious i've ever seen i mean like what the hell this is a two-pronged responsibility situation because 
it, it was obvious. Like, I really believe that if I hadn't tweeted that, I don't think UVA would have lost. Like, it was the the, the correlation. Seven straight wins. <laughs> Down the drain because like, of one tweet. How do you even, right, I, I have no leg to stand on there. So, so I did tweet, I want everybody to know, first of all, thank you to the entire internet who added old takes exposed on me. I really, really appreciate that. <laughs> That's what they're there but, for. I know, I know. And we, you know, we love it, but, um, and I deserved it, but I did tweet afterwards. I quote tweeted my original terrible tweet and said, I take full responsibility because you have to, if you do that. However, there is, there is. is some blame. There is some blame. I like the, however, said the but. it's always nice. <laughs> I take more, full more responsibility. Subtle. However, a more subtle side. However, <laughs> uh, Mark Titus is a little bit guilty here because mm. on our show or uh, before our show, I can't remember if we said this when we were taping or when we were just like messing around before we were I taping. Think I, said it on the air. I think I said it at the end of the show. You said, I need you back on the bandwagon because if you're not on the bandwagon, everyone's going to blame me because I'm getting back on the bandwagon. Yeah. Mm. And so Mark needed mm. a scapegoat he knew that he was going to yeah, jinx him so he brought me in to tweet something stupid and obviously mm. jinx him and be his ultimate cover so mark you are yeah. welcome but this is beautiful well charlotte on this program we call you a fall guy <laughs> yeah, and sure. uh you have you have executed it perfectly yeah, yeah. congratulations I, I said i said virginia's playing well uh <laughs> i i am i am you know carrying water as i said earlier Tate, yep. that like yep. i am waving the, the flag tweeting at jeff goodman you're a moron <laughs> Virginia's that was good. nice. I yeah, like that. And and I could I could see the writing on the wall. So I was like, I gotta get Charlotte on the bandwagon so she mm -hmm. could take the she could be the fall guy in this. Uh and you we'll, told we'll you me do. that. You told me that you were gonna blame <laughs> this on you, me. I was, well, I told Look. you how it was gonna happen and it did. And so I Straight don't up. you know, like that's that's a, it's a dirty, <laughs> all we can do on it's this a dirty program. business. That's yeah. how it works. <laughs> Quickly before we let you go, are you still on the bandwagon? Did this did this affect it? Yeah, how, do you how are you feel? feeling? Did, do oh you feel the love for Virginia fans? were they mad at you? Like where where do you stand as a Virginia fan now? No, no, no. Here, this is the thing that I have come to love so dearly about Virginia in the two months that I have dearly loved Virginia, which is that every mm. single I did, no Virginia fan was a jerk about this. All that I tweeted, this is my fault, mm. and someone tweeted, it's not your fault. Like it was, yeah. it was. Um, Virginia's was the guy for lovers. His name starts with an A on Virginia Tech. Who was really, really good. What's his name? Kamuma. Uh, the Aluma, the guy that twenty nine points. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. Uh, yeah. They were like, no, no, no. It's it's Aluma's fault. It's not you. And I was like, I've never met a fan base that is willing to absolve anyone of anything. Yeah. And this is a beautiful, right. beautiful mm. community. And if anything, I'm more firmly on the bandwagon because now okay. I have to prove <laughs> that I can watch a game and have them win. Um, yeah, that's true. Again. You have to be there through the downtime. I, re I remember the first game they played after she jumped on the bandwagon. They went to overtime with Kent State at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a fun. <laughs> oh so, my god! Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is this awful. Is, this is hilarious. Uh, so, all right. <laughs> final question. Just give us your scouting report. Who do you like? What, what do you yeah, like who's about your favorite the team? You, you've been watching for two months. It sounds like you're not mm -hmm. watching every second of every game, but you're watching enough. Like, what? Yeah. What is your feeling on the vibe of Bennett Ball? It's slow. Uh, we tried to warn you, but you're like, no, I kind of like it. It's mm -hmm. kind of if. Mm -hmm. it pisses people off that's funny um yeah. what is your review of being a virginia fan oh i ago? still love bennett ball i still okay. love the fact <laughs> right. that they you know the defense you is say that like in, someone in that virginia. is not watching bennett ball. <laughs> i do i do though i think it's funny i still think it's kind of funny i'm like you don't see 
I don't know. Yeah. I, there was, I mean, the sad thing was there was a shot clock violation in, you know, the end when they were getting killed. And, and I was like, I can't even be happy about this. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm on it. I'm on the bandwagon enough to know that that's a thing that I'm supposed to care about. To care to, about yeah. it. No, that's yeah. good. Um, that's good. I also get um, Jay Huff and Sam Hauser confused. I can't remember mm. which one is which and which one has the brother who plays at Michigan. Does he play at Michigan? Michigan, Michigan State? State. Yeah. Michigan State. Yeah. That's Hauser. Um, and yeah. I promised our boss, Mike Buckland, that I wouldn't trash Michigan State, so I'm not going to do that. But um, mm. I don't – I can't keep the tall white guys straight. And then I love Kihei Clark because, you know, as they say, he's the heart of the team. <laughs> as they say. <laughs> That's what everyone uh, says. Uh, yeah, it, it, it makes sense <laughs> that you would like him. I feel like I feel like yeah, he, he's very. I was hoping it was gonna be Walden Tinsley. He's so adorable. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Charlotte, plug something. Plug our show. Uh, listen to our show. Listen to the yeah, People's Sports Podcast. Oh, I cheat on it's tape. Really it's really good. It's, it's it gets scandalous. Uh, what else are you doing for Fox this week for Super Bowl stuff? Well, I'm for sitting stuff. in the studio that you guys are in right now, um, yeah. interviewing a bunch of NFL players. We had Kyler Murray on today, and he um, told me he walked me through what it was like when he had the mm. Hale Murray play, the mm. you know that amazing um, throw to DeAndre Hopkins during the Bills game that was just fantastic. Charlotte Wilder, uh, Fox Sports, our colleague, friend of the program. She's been on multiple times now, mm. today, so there you go. I'm so honored. Thanks for having me, you guys. Another break to talk about our friends at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy, though? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. If you listen to the show, you know this. We talk mm. about it all the mm. time. Uh, I, can I, I just want to go on record, by the way. I, I have a new goal. I live in Hollywood. Not, not actually Hollywood. I live in L.A., but you know, people back home think everywhere in L.A. is Hollywood. Uh, I'm, I'm going on record tape. My new official, I, I want to have an acting challenge that I'm trying to like get make a cameo in something. Do mm. I want to go on record? Geico commercial might be it. Oh, I want a cameo. I don't go. want a line. I don't want anything else. There I just want to be the guy that's just like maybe I'm licking an ice cream cone and then something happens in front of me and I just like stare with my mouth open or something. I don't mm. know. Geico, let's hook mm. this up. We can make this happen. Uh, <laughs> you already have so much to do around your, your home, so just go to geico.com, go to quote, and see how much you could save. It is Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. Also want to talk about Discover. Any credit card can offer cash back. A lot of them do. A lot of they're like that's their thing. They're like we offer cash back. You're like yeah, okay, who cares? Because only <laughs> Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Wow. It's like getting one of those birthday cards that is shaped like cash, so you already know there's cash inside before opening it. You know those birthday cards. But in this case, it's stuffed with your first year cash back match and you don't even have to send a thank you note. Cashback match only by Discover card. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover something brighter. All right, Tate, we got to do Cal's guy update. Cal's, Cal's guys, I'm sorry, uh, as, as we do every every week. and uh, We promised to get rid yeah. of this, by the way. And, we kind of did. And, and the reason that we can't get rid of it is because at the end of the day, you know, I watch a lot of sports television to keep up what's going on in the world. And PTI, you and I, we, we have grown up and been groomed by PTI. And the only thing that they can talk about in college basketball is Kentucky or Duke. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing that pe these are the only signposts. So I think if anything, if you need to get this explained to you, we use Kentucky and Duke as signposts to get you into the larger conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and right now, cows guys, let's get in the larger cows guys. Let's let's get into it. So uh, they were supposed to play Texas over the weekend in mm -hmm. the, the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. Uh, we were recording the podcast like when we found out that we were doing our confidence pick 
Could have been a big win for them because yeah. Texas was very shorthanded. Could have been a nice we win. We found out the game was canceled. We thought it was Texas. We thought Texas was the reason that the mm-hmm. game was canceled because Shaka Smart had COVID and uh, wasn't going to coach in this game. We thought, oh, there must have been other guys on the team that got it. Um, and maybe that is the case. I don't know. But ultimately, the game was called off because of Kentucky. Kentucky had the, the COVID issues within the program. So the game was not played. Um, and this basically was the death. I mean, I've been joking about it on the show for the entire time we've been doing the Cows guys up, update <laughs> is that they're not dead yet because yeah. they could theoretically run the table in the regular season and, and steal a tournament bid. They don't even have to win the conference tournament. If they could beat Alabama twice and Tennessee and Missouri. Yeah. And Let's Texas, just say that they won six out of seven games in the SEC. They would definitely be in the top had, 25. Again. They had a lot of opportunities on the schedule coming mm-hmm. up. We'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And if they could just piece it together. Oh, their team is oh. so young, Tate. They're oh. so young. But oh. if I could just read. How do we With reach Keon these Brooks back? Yeah. How do we reach these yes. kids? Um, if Cal could just reach the kids and turn them into his guys, they could be all right. Uh, but one of those opportunities, they didn't lose. That's important to note. They did not lose to Texas, but the opportunity to add that, you know, just nice crown jewel in the mm. resume mm. and maybe start convincing people that they should be receiving votes along with North Carolina. North Carolina gets three votes. Kentucky gets one, maybe, if they beat Texas. If Kentucky uh, won six out of seven games in the SEC, they'd be ranked number five in the country. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I don't disagree. Uh, so, basically, you know, I, I I think any reasonable mind would say that Kentucky's season was already over before this, but now <laughs> it's like like the, the probabilities have gone from 99%, I would say, to 100% that they're not making the tournament. And yes, it's done. yes. You know what I mean? And like, they're not going to play... Was, yeah, they're not going to play in the NIT. I think there was even a... In Big Blue Nation, there was even a point when they did shut down and this game was shut down where I saw some people saying, let's just shut it down. You know, oh, you the want, Coach K. You want to talk about what people were saying because I got all... Please. Uh, Let us know. Let us know what the real people are saying. We're big message board fans on the show. Uh, (laughs) Always have been, by the way. Yeah, always have been. Pack Pride is our favorite, as you know. Uh, Those of you that listen. We bonded uh, over Pack Pride one of the first few times we met. I think we did. Uh, You were like, you know Pack Pride. I was like, you know Pack Pride. Oh, do I? Oh, I have four accounts. (laughs) I'm in there constantly commenting. So I went to, I I don't know, what what is the big forum Mm. for Kentucky? I don't don't really know, but I do know that Kentucky Sports Radio is a Mm. thing. Uh, Mm. We we hosted a show one time, and it went not well. It went the opposite (laughs) of well. It was an absolute disaster. Um, they hated us. That was the first time that you and I ever did anything uh, outside of the reunion our little universe. Bubble. Yeah, 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 I saw yeah, our yeah, little yeah. bubble where we're coddled, and everyone's like, "You're so good. I yeah. love you guys so." You yeah, guys and so instead good. we had people calling <laughs> us saying, "Like, we will <laughs> kill you guys," and we're like, "We're in Los Angeles." They're like, "Where?" <laughs> Yeah, and I the, the no people sense. that said they wanted to kill me uh, didn't hurt me as bad as the people that said you're part of my take knockoffs. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, that, back, can we get the death threats? Yeah, back? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring back you want to kill me and that you hate Bring North back, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we still know <laughs> that 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 Kentucky sports radio, Matt Jones, the empire he's built. Uh, mm. we, we we respect it. We love it. We um, love it. And and I know that. that and we is, love Matt Jones. He's always been great. To us. Oh, he's he's awesome. Yeah. That that has always been the litmus test for me when I want Kentucky. When I want the pulse of Kentucky basketball, Big Blue Nation. Yep. I go to Kentucky sports radio. Yep. Always have. Always yep. will. Always will. Yeah. Um, and I did that this time. So I found uh the blog post that they put up <laughs> that said the game was canceled against Texas. Okay. It, that's basically it. There's not. There wasn't a lot of commentary. It was, it was just basically like, the game's been canceled. Here's why. Enjoy. And so I scroll to the comment yep. section. I'm going to yep. read you some of the comments. Please. These are, these, are all legit, these are all copied and pasted. Uh, I did not fake mm. any of these for, for journalistic purposes. I want to make that clear. These were just ripped straight from the, the comment mm. section. And these, everything, you're re, everything you're hearing, by the way, was a reply 
directly to the blog. It wasn't a reply to another comment, if that makes yes, sense. Yes, yes, So yes, that's the context. Yes, yes. Guys coming in blind, this is their thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm responding to another, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. whole chain. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's this what was one. The name, what was the headline of the blog? Just that game is canceled. Game's canceled. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like... Nothing, nothing specifically like game canceled. It wasn't an op-ed. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, wasn't, yeah. it was just yeah. a news story. Facts. It was just facts only. <laughs> this is a facts only blog. Yeah. Uh, so here are the comments. This is the best thing to happen to this program all year. There was that. <laughs> nice. Uh, it doesn't matter if they play or not. This team sucks. I'm not sure they win another game this year. <laughs> <laughs> Optimist. Uh, throw in the towel, someone said. Uh, <laughs> throw in the damn towel. This one is Galaxy Brain, and it got me thinking. <laughs> if all their players have COVID and all of our players have COVID, then mm. no one has COVID and they can all play. <laughs> <laughs> That's the... Like, Whoa. That is... Wow. Uh, there's this one again. This is a reply directly to the blog. This is not like there's there was not an argument that took place that then this guy. That is the Josh Pastern quote I saw this today. It's not unthinkable if you think it, and uh, <laughs> that is that guy right there saying that. Uh, so again, I'm gonna I'm gonna set this one up by saying this was a direct reply to the blog, not <laughs> not a comment. So this is what makes this one hilarious. Not a comment. Uh, a guy re responds to the blog with, "Why do liberals?" and he puts in parentheses, <laughs> "and I'm a Democrat." Uh, close parentheses. <laughs> I'm sure you are, buddy. Uh, insist on calling people idiots or morons when they disagree. That was yeah. just like a reply to. It says game cancel, and he's like, "Here's a question." And I say this as a Democrat. Why do liberals? <laughs> I'm just asking for my own research. Along the same lines, someone said, if you can't stand for the uh, national anthem or Pledge of Allegiance, then find another country. That was a comment to this blog. Just, just to the And news. then someone replied to that comment and just said no, and that's it. That's all he said. <laughs> um, this is get, unbelievable. Getting back on track, we have this maybe Cal didn't want to lose and they didn't want to potentially lose to bad team being down a few players yep. too. Mutual yes. chicken shit move, in my opinion, is what a guy said. <laughs> That's his conspiracy. Is like they both, they both, did, were, yeah, they were just like, let's just not do this. And then there's this uh, longer comment, and this is the last one I, I, I took. It <laughs> says, "This seems to have come at a great time for Coach Cal. He can now cancel the season and then can claim that the team was on the verge of a huge winning streak and probably would have won it all." Yeah, that's what slick snake oil salesmen do: lie about their own deficiencies, create a false narrative, then promote a myth that they were on the verge of greatness until an unforeseen tragedy struck. And then he put in parentheses, COVID to the rescue. Now Cal can go back to his real <laughs> profession and passion, promote and sell his players to NBA executives. So trouble in Camelot, trouble yeah, in paradise. That, that is, uh, uh, that one, you talked about like things cutting you to the core. I mean, I think if John Calipari read, read that, that, that would cut him to the yeah. core because you're like, he's he a little too close. He would walk to the bathroom and stare in the mirror. Yeah. And, and yeah. Just Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's my big question to you, Tate, is, yeah. uh, Kentucky's not going to make the tournament. They're not going to win the national championship. This is the second t year, I believe, if my math is correct, that John Calipari. Well, if you don't count last year, not. Being well, sure. the the but last the NIT, one was after a championship. After yeah, so that one was like different. they kind of wiped it clean. Yeah, uh, but this is obviously unusual. So I guess we start thinking. Let's let's put to bed Kentucky this season and start thinking big picture where John Calipari fits in this program. He has a lifetime contract. Uh, the fans obviously don't love him right now. Um, my question to you, is this a problem? Is this a big-picture problem? Is this a one-year mm. problem? Do you think John Calipari will ever go to another Final Four at Kentucky? Do you think um, 
do you think we're in the post-winning era of John Calipari's tenure at Kentucky where that you know the the last comment I I read maybe you know there's always been that the waters are murky of like what is Cal's motivation actually is he trying to win titles or is he trying to get guys drafted mm-hmm. are we now going to see moving forward as John Calipari lives the rest of his life as the head coach at Kentucky and the moment he decides to step down he will be executed that's how the lifetime contract works uh will we now <laughs> see him go all in on just get guys drafted. He's like, I don't care about winning anything. I just want to get guys drafted. See, I think that's what he's already done. Yeah. And I think that's what he basically did after 2015. I think that that was basically his moment where he decided that the NCAA tournament, there was too many factors at play. Like, we were the best team all year. We should have won the championship. Mm-hmm. And we did not get rewarded with that. I can't even trust this system. You know what <laughs> I mean? I, I have. I now am, am what this what this commenter just said. I want to just get my guys to the NBA. I want to get my guys a league, and that be my legacy. But I think the pivot back for Cal because I I do think a lot of people that call Cal a snake oil salesman and all that sort of stuff and say that you know he's just a recruiter. They don't realize that Cal is actually, you know, I think a pretty solid basketball coach when push comes to shove. And when he has to actually coach, he can be a really good mm-hmm. basketball coach. And when he stops campaigning for his players and he stops having to be basically a, an agent middleman right. <laughs> between these, you know, five star recruits that he brings in and the guys that are going to get drafted in the first round and then go and, you know, basically say, I love Coach Cal, you should go play there in the future. If he doesn't have to do that, if he, if he, if he can pivot back, he can coach Kentucky basketball. So you ask, like, if this is the end of the post, it might be the end of the campaigning era. Mm-hmm. of John Calipari because I think he may eventually say, look, I'm getting guys like Oscar Shubway and 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 these, you know, transfers to come in and I'm going to coach them hard. And these young guys, I'm going to coach them hard and I'm going to see what happens. And if they want to leave, sure, let them leave. And I think Kentucky fans actually probably would appreciate Calipari being more that way than they do you know, being on ESPN, you know, all yeah. up in the video, you know, basically being P Diddy of college basketball. I, uh, uh, I, I agree with everything you say. I think that's, uh, I think it is interesting. I think it, I don't think you're chicken little if you're saying to yourself, we might have seen the last John Calipari Final Four of Kentucky. I don't think that's, yeah. I, I, I mean, like that sounds hot takeish to say because the guy went to four Final Fours in five years and he goes to Elite Eight, like, you know, but this is, we live in unprecedented times, Tate. And that includes... You're more saying this as... We're both, I think, saying this as... Not to say that John Calipari doesn't have the capability to get a talented team into Kentucky and take them to the Final Four. We're more saying that this might be... The, the 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 final straw. This might that, be like if you've watched the, Kentucky yes. this year, that is how he coaches this team. Is like people were losing their mind. Play Dante Allen more. What are you doing, coach? And he's like, Dante Allen's not going to get drafted in the lottery. Yeah. So I'm not playing. Him. Yeah, and those and that and, and, and that's like, the fact. What? What's the goal here? Are we trying to win? Or are we trying to get guys drafted? And he's like, I'm trying to get guys. Yeah. I've been saying this for years. Are you guys not listening? They're yeah. like, oh. But we've also won for years. Yeah, he's like, my job is to get B.J. Boston drafted in the lottery right now. That's my job. So when when you're asking me why he's taking 17 shots, that's because he has to. He has to, (laughs) yeah. This man uh, got Kevin Knox drafted in the top 10 of the NBA mm -hmm. draft, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with someone that he's that motivated to get these guys in favorable enough positions to get drafted and to work these NBA executives. You don't think John Calipari's texting, you know, Danny Ainge saying Johnny Juzang's got the best shot he's seen in 10 years? Well, he's not doing that anymore, Johnny Juzang. He probably still is. I'll take credit for him. him. (laughs) Uh, 
so just to because we're we're throwing a lot of dirt yeah. on Cal's grave right now, and I you know like I understand yeah, pull how, it back. I understand back. how ridiculous that you know it could because people were doing the same to Nick Saban. We should we should point out that when Nick Saban mm-hmm. Alabama had a couple bad or by their standards. And, yeah, because I, like, I remember the playoff in the first round. Yeah, or? I remember they won the title this year, and I saw a lot of the uh, the old take exposed type mm-hmm. people that were like, "Hey, remember like twenty whatever it was when." Everyone said Saban's Nick Saban done. was dead. I think it was like He's 2013 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. as the game passed him by, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I understand that that this might be the tome. Uh, but as we're as we're putting dirt on his grave, I do want to point out that John Calipari, seven of the ten tournaments that have been played since he's been at Kentucky. He's yes. made the Elite Eight. Of course. And he, I mean, look. Seven of the ten tournaments. 2017 with De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk and Bam Adebayo. I mean, that team that lost to Luke May in North Carolina on that shot, that team would have won the title if it yeah. wasn't North Carolina. That's yeah. a fact. Technically That's speaking, a fact. Technically speaking, Kentucky defending Elite Eight team, because in 2019 they lost to Auburn, and then there wasn't a tournament last year. So yeah. could for for another six weeks, you can still say that Kentucky fans. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, let's wrap. I think Kentucky fans hopefully will be will understand that we're arguing for them. At the end no, of the I day, don't, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think they I will. I don't think Kentucky fans listen to our show. Yeah, you're probably right. You're <laughs> probably right. They're listening to Matt. Yeah, <laughs> they're not listening to us. Good. We good. found that out when we went on a show. We're like, hey, all you Kentucky fans that listen to our podcast, yeah, so are like, like absolutely not. They're like, no, <laughs> no, no, please. Don't. What schools did you go to? No. <laughs> No, it's okay because we know college basketball. Because I went to Ohio State, that school up north that you absolutely hate. He went to North Carolina, that school that you absolutely. Oh shit! Now I see what's happening here. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Uh, shout outs, closeouts. What do we have? Man, uh, I want to shout out to Lamelo Ball. Um, he is a guy you and I. We predicted him getting drafted the Hornets. We've watched the entire journey. Just a couple the weeks. Journey we of have life. of the Hornets of his oh Hornets journey. It's been beautiful. Two months. Uh, man, the last some of the some of the most fun I've had watching the the Charlotte Hornets in my uh, entire adult life. And that's I say since you are really into the Hornets right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you, I, you wear Hornet stuff every I, time I see you. I am. I have you're never, watching the game on your phone. Let me just say this: like Charlotte, the Hornets in general right now, they have done what I think a lot of teams need to do, which is like they have made a collegiate. What the Spurs have sort of done, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a collegiate team. Vladi Divac tried it, and they 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 hated tried him to for make it. the blue bloods. They second. hated him yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah. Now Joe Dumars is there, and he's like, get all these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get rid of all these people. But regardless, the Hornets, uh, they've been great. Lamelo Ball. It's so fun. LaMelo Ball, I know he has the turnovers and the problems, and Borrego was talking shit about him earlier in the year, but we figured it all out. <laughs> However. However, yeah. we have figured it out. He started his first game tonight. They beat mm-hmm. the Miami Heat. Uh, like I said, Malik Monk has 36 points. Um, they're young. They're fun. I enjoy when they mess up, and they still have Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward, who are nice mm-hmm. veteran pieces. Bismack Biombo is one of the greatest Charlotte people we brought in uh, to Charlotte, you know, ever, maybe. And uh, he's great on the team with LaMelo. So How- I just Shout Lamelo Ball, his first start. So, how many years do you get away with being the fun young team before it's like? Oh, Lamelo's leaving after his rookie deal, so it's like we got three (laughs) years with Lamelo. I got three years, and this is one of them, and it's in COVID times with no fans. So I basically have to enjoy it while I can. Yeah, we all know he's leaving. Well, there you go. You are enjoying it. I will say, I am enjoying every. Lest anyone think that Tate is a a poser Hornets fan, I've seen this rookie of the year. It's unbelievable. Rookie of the year. He's he's watching more. He's you're full fledged NBA hole now. Yeah, I I am watching too much NBA. I'm actually upset that I'm watching so much NBA because at the end of the day, as you know, a lot of it's BS. Uh. 
I want to shout out John Shady who passed away, and yes. uh, he is a college basketball legend. Little John, and deserve, yeah, Little John. We lost Big John. Yep. Um, we just lost Little John, and uh, yeah, I I'll be honest, like Temple never resonated with me growing up so like i'm not gonna pretend like i was a big i I, temple had my attention yeah yeah but like it Mm -hmm. didn't resonate in the way georgetown did with with big jet like a lot of other programs did but temple um i i understood that something was happening at temple Mm -hmm. i understood that temple was like john cheney was to philadelphia what jay wright has become now where he just like dominated the big five and temple was like the 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 program and um it's been uh so i'm I'm not going to talk about my experience watching john cheney but i will say that it has been um it has been enlightening i guess to read and listen to what people say about the guy and the kind of coach he was and uh you know, and 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 thinking about what he did for for the black community and and him and Big John together, like yep. like kind of <clears throat> carrying that burden for for all those years. Um, we would have loved him if he was coaching during our podcast heyday. Like like if he you know if he was a current like the guy yes. was yes was content galore. We content uh, galore, and he was he was a hard ass coach and 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 a character in all the best ways possible. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so there you have it. Yeah, I, not not much of an obituary for me, but. Uh, those are my. That's that's all I really had. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, you know, Coach Cheney is one of those guys where, um, you know, he is a staple. You mentioned the black community. I mean, George Raveling, Coach Raveling, mm-hmm. wrote a great piece just talking about how brilliant he was as a basketball mind. You know, and yeah. I think, uh, you know, he was also a high character guy. We always joke on our show about the Coach Calipari moment, but that really all started because he thought the Calipari was basically working the officials. Yeah, and he thought that was not honorable. Yeah, and uh, you know this is a guy that like <laughs> there he is. look at yeah, him, look at him, and, and, and they became you know great friends late in life and everything. And uh, I, I just think that you know Coach Cheney represented you know the the good of the game, and I think that's that's one thing that he'll leave behind. And I think a lot of times, uh, you know, we lose these basketball greats, and we don't really you know realize how much a, a, of a relevance and a presence they had. That's and the obviously bitch of him life, and Big dude. John. The bitch did. of getting older is realizing that you really truly don't appreciate or stop and think about people until they're gone. Yeah. And then you start like thinking like, oh yeah, John Cheney, I should have paid more attention to what he had going on, and and yeah and i don't know it's no, a bummer it i is. just remember it temple is. every year like had a good when i was growing up temple was always good but they were always like they existed i mean on the peripheral I, i'll say like, it i mean the reason i knew temple was i mean just because of cosby i mean it was like i yeah, I, yeah. I, I knew like of like the temple sports world through him and like watching the huxbulls and you know what i mean it's yeah. like so I knew, like, via that, like, through pop culture. And that's the other thing. Like, John Cheney was a pop cultural. Like, like everyone knew who, knew who John yeah, yeah. Cheney was. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, I, knew, I knew who John Cheney was for sure. Yeah. And I knew nothing about his team. I knew nothing <laughs> about – but I was like, I, that guy is yeah. – that guy's a legend and uh, never did make a Final Four. But um, I don't know. You, it's been cool to, like, learn more about it because, like, uh, you realize he had such a greater impact than just – you know, like like that is not it's his bigger legacy. than basketball. Literally, it, his legacy is not uh, not making the Final Four, which was like kind of his, the the thing about him that I remember growing up in Indiana. It was like, yeah, he's a good coach, but will he ever <laughs> will get, he get or, the will ever get yeah, the Classic. Um, or yelling at Cal. Like I know people have made that point before. They, yep. they like don't let he, he never let that moment define him. But dude, you you go back and watch that. It's hilarious. It's yeah, like not it, like it's, it's great. It's great. Like if a coach did that, like Nate Oates would have done that to Coach K. If, 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 if there like, was no PR to be played, dude, yeah, exactly. Like dude. you talk about someone just doing something from their gut. Like this, this is just who he was as a coach, and he. Uh, I and it was coming from a good place. I think that's yeah, the other well, thing if, that I have to. Yeah. 
Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Who cares? I, I the mean, best. The, the yeah. I don't know. I, I I love it. I I I love that era of college basketball. I love coaches that did that. It's it's so that's why we got so excited when Nate Oates did it. Why we we're so, or not he didn't do that, but when he called out Coach K, yep. we were so heartbroken when he when he rescinded his uh, his statements and apologized ultimately. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, John Cheney. So uh, any other shout outs? Yeah, I uh, yeah, a couple more shout outs here. This is uh, you know not in the same tone as obviously Coach Cheney, but this is someone that he knew, and that is classic Jim Beheim. Uh, you want to talk about coaches like going nuts in press conferences? The, I, I will defend Bay. You're going to play the clip, but uh, I'm just going to say I will defend Beheim to my death because of what I just said. Like I love, I love that he's honest. I love, I love that so he just much, says dude. exactly what I he's thinking so at the moment. And this is Jim Beheim. Uh, he was in the press conference after the state game. And during this game, folks, if you didn't watch it, Buddy Beheim at one point was going up for a layheim. Jim Beheim. A layheim. And uh, I guess Jim, they probably called it a layheim. And uh, he fell out of his chair. He was so, uh, you know, perplexed by the moment. He is, he's on tilt right now. But anyways, this is after the game in the press conference. This is just pure gold from Jim Beheim. We're learning. We're trying to learn that stuff. But the bottom line, we need another center. We need somebody that could help us. Jesse is, was, I can't describe what he did out there. It was, I mean, when you let a 6'2 guy come in and make a layup and you're seven foot, you just, you can't play. You can't play. That's the bottom line. You can't play. That's the bottom <laughs> that's line. That's the bottom line. And uh, that's in the post game after the state game. Jim Beheim. Uh, like you know. like, I can't describe what he did out there. And you're like, oh my God, is it that graphic? Like, what did he do? Did he take his pants off? And like, did he poop in his hand and just like throw it? Like, he's like, I can't just, what I witnessed is disgusting, some of the most disgusting, depraved, vile thing I've ever seen. Like, what happened? He's like, you let that guy square lay up on him. He's 6'2. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. He's yeah. so, did you see the quote he had today? Uh, uh he that was asked. He is asked why Cuse was nine and one at home, and he said, "No idea. I guess the fans aren't as important as we thought." <laughs> <laughs> I guess the fans aren't as important as we thought. He said about his own fan base. That I mean, honestly, a, like it, you said, like if you're a Syracuse, like if, if you are actual a person that went to Syracuse and has you know witnessed Jim Beheim, you love this. You know what I mean? This is yeah. our coach. You're like that, that's coach. You know? I mean, that's what yeah, I that's what that I, I or you're like, God damn, I'm being held hostage right now. <laughs> you're like, guy, where's my cop? Can you please retire, Jim? Please. Please. (laughs) Buddy Beheim. Like, I didn't know that a green light could be so green until I watched (laughs) Buddy Beheim play for his dad. I mean, I I will say that. That's shout out to Buddy Beheim. I just remembered uh, you talking about green lights for father. Look son. At this. We should do a. <laughs> there he is falling out of his chair. He wanted Buddy to get that AM one so bad. He's like, Buddy, <laughs> dude, you talking about father son green lights? It just reminded me of the time uh-huh. I witnessed in Chicago, Illinois, uh, the 2015 Kentucky Wildcats mm. playing UCLA in mm. the the CBS Sports Classic, and Bryce Offord had the greenest light. Of you're all right. time, you're right. Bryce Offer actually did have the greenest side of all time. Kentucky was up at halftime, like forty-one to seven or something, or was it fifth? No, it was like seven. It was yeah, like forty-one yeah, yeah, seven yeah, at yeah. halftime. <laughs> and Bryce Offer shot like twelve <laughs> times in the first half. That was one of the all-time. Uh, like I, I, I felt like I was. It, it, uh, that was one of the weirdest experiences of of the, the the whole place was Kentucky fans. Yeah, 
they were having out of body experience because they could tell right away this team is going to be an all time, maybe mm-hmm. the greatest team mm-hmm. ever assembled. Mm-hmm. And they were up forty one seven. This is and the they platoon just, year, by the way. So yeah. this is when Cal's doing the full. It thing. was like it, it was just ecstasy. It was basketball fan ecstasy watching yeah. those people at halftime just like going to piss and, and get beers or whatever. It's and the it's Duke like, fans that we saw dude, in the first Zion game. Forty one to seven. Yeah. on UCLA, and they're just like in tears, <laughs> hugging strangers. Like we're dude, we're 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 going all the way and. And they lost to Wisconsin. Um, That's and, why Coach Cal quit. I think that was. The I think moment. that was it. That yeah, was the he's moment. Like, I'm he's out. like, I. <laughs> it's like we're too good for this. Uh, it, it, we held Bryce Alford to seven mm. points, and we still couldn't win a title. It's unbelievable. Bryce um, Alford airballed a shot that got called a goal to, to win and an they, NCAA tournament game. <laughs> exactly. Like that's that's how green of a light he had. Airballed a shot. I about that. SMU. The SMU. Well, I'll never forget that. Was that Larry that. Brown or yeah. Jankovic? That was I think it was Jankovic. I think Jankovic. Larry just left. Larry left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wanted to shout out the Purdue Boy the Makers, uh, who have yet who have yet to beat a full strength Ohio State <laughs> basketball team this year. Just as an aside. Yep. Um. So uh, let's let's get that on record. They have still not beaten Ohio State mm-hmm. when Ohio State is at full strength, but uh, they are ranked eight. They're ranked, I believe, twenty fourth in the latest AP poll. And this is noteworthy because the entire state of Indiana up until this point was over on the season. Mm. And we were in serious jeopardy of the entire state of Indiana going the entire season mm. without having a team ranked in the AP poll, which would be the first time it has ever happened since the AP expanded to 25 teams. Yeah. So they, because like they used to do 20 or they used to even do like 15. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to just do, well, people don't know this, but back in the day, it used to just be one and it was Duke. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like we need more teams on these ranks. <laughs> like, All right, oh, I guess if we have to. <laughs> yeah, seriously, they, I think it's still uh, like that. So th- this would have been the. I, I was nervous about it. That uh, that. <laughs> what are people going to do when Duke's bad when Coach K leaves? <laughs> I know, but uh, Purdue Purdue is ranked, so the streak continues. The state of Indiana has touched, have dipped their toes in the AP poll. It sucks. It had to be mm. Purdue. Uh, we we would love to see Purdue. What would happen if Purdue played a full strength Ohio State team? I don't think we're going to be able to see that this year, unfortunately. Mm. But the Boilermakers are ranked, so there there's you go. always the Big Ten tournament. I there think uh, fingers go. crossed that could happen. Uh, my final shout out. I want to shout out to the state of Iowa, um, mm. just as a whole. I think uh, Drake being undefeated right now, seventeen and zero. Iowa, obviously Luca Garza, the National Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Let's give the tip of the cap of true hoop state. Uh, Iowa. I love Harrison Barnes. I liked Marcus Page. Um, I, I have always tried to give my due diligence and my credence Dude, if you're to shout, the state of Iowa. If so. you're shouting out states, we should shout out the whole state of Texas, by the way, because we're talking a lot about Houston and Baylor you're and right. Texas Tech you're right. and, and Texas. Texas. That, that four right there could be the final <sighs> four. So shout out to Texas as well, officially mm. a hoop state. Uh, it, maybe we should do that basketball state or football yeah, state. Yeah, basketball state or football state. There you go. There you go. That's a, that's Iowa's a, a basketball state. That's a podcast. Uh, my final <laughs> shout out to Duke lost, um, and Coach K said, quote, I'm really disappointed in our team. They did not play like a Duke basketball team, and obviously I'm responsible responsible for that so uh look in the coming days for coach take K d. to take his d off of his team's chest mm-hmm. uh that is uh, coach like a, please remove yep, the d take take your d away coach take the d away uh and finally we are a, a we are famously a women's basketball podcast as well we talk a lot about uh women's college basketball on the show nc state beat louisville that was great that and women's great. basketball tonight. They wore the their black team. jerseys tonight. Yep. NC State, I love them. NC yeah. State just lost uh, the other day, and they were coming off a, a, a shocking loss. Mm-hmm. Sh- it was vile. <laughs> Jim Bayheim said that was... I couldn't, I couldn't talk about what I witnessed. You can't play. <laughs> and uh, 
they turned around and beat the number one team in the country. So yep. Pack Pride is back, uh, NC State, and and it shakes up the uh, women's college basketball rankings. That's going to be interesting. So I have uh, one more story. I was watching uh, late night Fox Sports, and uh, they were having the cornhole tournament on, and uh, they were throwing bags. I guess I don't even think they call it cornhole, but it was in Myrtle Beach, and uh, NC State was up in this. They were going to win the this national championship. Like college cornhole? It's college cornhole, and they were playing against Auburn. It's two guys. They were up 12-0. to zero. It's like 12 rounds in a cornhole. They were up 12-0 yeah. to zero, like they're going to win. It was all set up. I'm like, man, I'm about to watch NC State win a national championship. <laughs> Auburn comes back in the 11th hour and wins and upsets them, and it was like the most oh, stating moment of all time, like watching State State, and I was like, this is cross sports. Like, this is too deep. <laughs> this is just too deep. Because they would, they would, yeah, it was NC State shit, and they do it in bass fishing. They do win in bass fishing but i just want to say those two guys apologies about the bags bass fishing and bags that's what they do that's, put that on a t-shirt i'm yeah. buying it oh man bass fishing that's a barstool shirt right now bags, yeah, barstool's already made yeah, big guy right now put in my promo code bye 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 to the moon uh final shout out uh our friend our longtime friend mm. our longtime colleague wow this our, is a great shout out our a guy, an OG Titus and Tate fan, all the way back to before we even had a show. The man was, who introduced us, the really. The man who introduced us, really. Yeah. I thought it was Jacoby. They were both well, there. They were both there, yeah. The, we'll give it to it, both of them. I don't them. know who introduced, but like one of them introduced and one played wingman. Like, I think Rafe, Rafe facilitated. There was a pick Jacoby and introduced, Rafe facilitated. Yep. Officially on the record. Jacoby introduced, and then he Irish goodbye. <laughs> and then Rafe Bartholomew stepped in. Uh, he was my editor at Grantland. I love him the to best. death. He's 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 one of the one of the people I've worked with that like if I was making a list of people I've worked with in my short and very non-illustrious career of uh people who I can say definitively make what I do better like in terms of editing or like having great ideas or whatever. Yep. He is very much at the top of the list. Number 1. Um and uh he's now he's now joined Fox Sports State. He's yes. our colleague. So I wanted to shout him out. He's awesome and uh I I don't know how many people listening know of Rafe but um if if you catch yourself thinking you're thinking wow the show's gotten a lot better wow Fox Sports has gotten a lot better that's why that's right that's why it's that's right that's right yeah Rafe. So, that's what he does uh, shout out to him um and shout out to you guys listening uh tell mm. your friends tell you it's time to, it's time to, to it's almost that time in. we're a month we're, away we're, we're a month away it's all happening it's gonna happen too knocking on wood <sighs> I'm so excited uh thank you guys for listening it honestly from the bottoms of our heart yeah we, we, we love we're you close all. we're and close we're, we're very very close I can feel it in my loins mm. we're a month away mm-hmm. from March Madness yes.